Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Today's Issues on American Family Radio for this Tuesday, September the 6th. Uh, if you're like me, you keep thinking it's Monday, right? But it's Tuesday, September the 6th. I'm Tim Wildman with Ed Vitagliano. Good morning, Ed. Uh, good morning to you, Tim, and I'm the same way. keep thinking this is Monday, and it's, it's, a, it's, it's weird. Yeah. You're getting your mind reoriented. But I had, had a good uh, weekend and uh, ready to get back to work. Fred Jackson? Yes, had a good weekend and uh, a busy weekend. News and Chris was. Woodward's in studio with good us. Good morning. I have a story to share real quick about feeling you like share? a Monday. You're going to share it with us, Yes, Chris? I'm going to take what, a moment to share. That's what Christians do. We share. So you Especially share millennials and okay. t- Gen Zers. We flock to our TikTok. But anyway, um, years ago, I worked as a producer at a television station in the Birmingham area, and we would often tell the audio guy to come in and play some popular music, top 40 stuff, popular music, whatever songs that people were familiar with and so we came out of break one one day and i told the guy to come back with manic monday from the one of those 80s hair bands and uh and the meteorologist says except it's tuesday and it never <laughs> dawned on me that it was not monday it was right. yeah, i think it was coming off right. it was just another manic monday <laughs> yes uh i think that's, that's story time for me today i'm chris woodward I there you go i think that's the bangles or one of the, the bangles. It was a girl band. Yeah, it was. It yeah. was a girl. They had hair. Had so eighties yeah. hair bands. It it fits. Well, big news uh, weekend uh, happened, and tragically, sadly, uh, the story out of Memphis is. Uh, well, there's some closure mm-hmm. today, Chris. Um, we're talking about the woman who was abducted what three or four days ago. Yes, on Friday. while while jogging. Mm-hmm. In downtown Memphis, uh, the Mem- or not not uh, for those familiar with Memphis, not completely downtown, but in the city proper. And uh, they, she was abducted, and they know who her killer mm-hmm. allegedly is. You have to say that legally, but uh, and then they've discovered a body, right? Yes. Oh, you can read more about this by visiting our news website, afn.net. The headline is, Body of Abducted Memphis Woman Identified Suspect Facing Murder Charge. The deceased has been identified as 34-year-old Eliza Fletcher, a school teacher and granddaughter of a prominent Memphis businessman. She went jogging several days ago. She came up missing, and then the story unfolded. Fred? Yeah, the story unfolded. It's just so sad. Um, this young lady, 34 years old, she's married, a couple of kids, a teacher uh, in the Memphis area, and she had a routine of going out and jogging around 4 or 4.30 in the morning. You know, when I read that initially, I... In almost any big city in this country, I would not go out jogging at 4 or 4.30 in the morning. But that was, and I think she she has competed in the Boston Marathon or was planning yeah. to or whatever the case may be. She went out, and um, we know a lot of details because some of this was caught on camera. At some point, uh, a black, small black SUV drives up beside her, and she is grabbed and she is put in the back seat of this vehicle. Um, 
And so the, the cops had a lead already. Apparently there was a pair of shoes that was found in that area of abduction. And the uh, DNA from those shoes were sent to a lab, and very quickly they identified the DNA of the man who has now been arrested. Obviously, they had his DNA on record because back some 20 years ago, he abducted an attorney in Memphis, the guy who's been arrested, and uh, he was sent to prison for over 20 years. So that's why they were able to track him down fairly quickly. Uh, reports from some family members, some neighbors of the man who's now been accused say they saw him acting erratically back near his house. He was cleaning out the back of the vehicle uh, and cleaning some of his clothes. And so there, were a lot, there was a lot of evidence fairly quickly. He was arrested pretty quickly uh, in this, and he made a court appearance this morning. And as uh, Chris was mentioning, if he hasn't been already, he will be charged with murder. And the man is identified as uh, 38-year-old Cleotha Abston Henderson. Mm-hmm. Yes. So this is the man who's been arrested by U.S. Marshals. They found him pretty quick, didn't they? They did because of the DNA that they had on record. We were able to track him pretty quickly. So, and, and the tr- and the vehicle, I think, because of cameras. Yes. He had been kind of stalking her for 25 minutes or so. Or yeah. that vehicle. Yeah. Was when she was jogging. But yes. they f- they found her body. This was it. This morning they did. Well, they found it. I think they found it yesterday, but they identified yeah, it, identified her this uh, Her body, her remains. And I, I got to, you know, one of the things where people talk about, everyone here has been talking about, we live near Memphis. When I say we, where our flagship, flagship station is for the American Family Radio Network here in Tupelo, about 90 miles from Memphis, we're all pretty familiar, uh, you know, about some of the dangers in Memphis. Uh, and... You know, we were discussing this morning, how could a vehicle be following her for 25 minutes and her not know? But a lot of people, I don't know whether it's the case with uh, this poor victim. Obviously, I'm not saying it's anything to do with her her fault. But a lot of people will run with earbuds, you know, and and they're listening to music. And I understand that running's not necessarily fun. You want to at least have some good music. But you're not aware sometimes of what's happening around. I don't know if that was the case with uh, Eliza Fletcher, but um, this is a very sad thing. It was kind of shocking for uh, us near nearby. It was an international story. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you another thing is it just reminded me of how dangerous America is becoming. I mean, we've always had in our history, you know, psychopaths and mm-hmm and uh, serial killers and I mean anytime you have a, a a big population with of humanity you're going to have evil people right okay uh, and their stories will find their way into you know the news right. or those tabloids at the checkout counter that we've all but but it, but, but there's no question statistically America is becoming a more dangerous mm-hmm. place to live it is and uh i I was shocked that a woman would go out jogging by herself at dark in dark mm-hmm. in Memphis. Yeah, I, I'm I'm going. That just that doesn't seem like it's very wise. 
Right. But to me, especially carrying no protection like a mace or any, I guess it would be hard to jog with that kind of stuff. I'm not a runner. So, mm-hmm. uh, and, and of course, that's not any in any way, shape, or form meant to say, well, you shouldn't be safe in America to be right. go out jogging. Uh, but I'm just saying in, in the world we live in today, um, with so many people uh, attacked and robbed and carjacked and Oftentimes times in broad daylight. Oh to, yeah. And today. Yeah. And, and yeah. So anyway, they've, uh, the, the, this poor woman died as a result of this man. Uh, you were saying this morning, Ed, uh, that sometimes things can only be explained by pure evil. Right. I mean, Yes, you can psychologically, I'm sure this guy will be, uh, analyze somebody, but then there's the, it's just the devil inside people sometimes. Yeah. You know, of course we'll find out more about this, but you know, we were mentioning that, uh, sometimes in some of these big cities, a seven year old, you know, Asian woman will just be attacked Mm -hmm. and just knocked out. Unprovoked. Unprovoked. Sometimes someone, I saw a video a month ago where some guy got hit by a car flipped over the car took off and the guy comes running across from across the street you think he's gonna give some kind of first aid but he steals the guy's wallet and watch and and you just think well in something like this she was an heiress we're talking about eliza fletcher she was an heiress maybe somebody would try to kidnap her to hold her for ransom i don't know if that is the man who's been arrested for her murder if that was his intent or if he was just like we were talking about, someone who the Bible talks about the devil filling a person's heart to commit evil. And you just wonder if that's what was yeah. happening. I mean, how do you explain some of these kind of things where people just want to cause other people harm mm-hmm. for the fun of it? What is it at the is it, it it's mentioned a few times in the book of Judges. At the end of the book of Judges is what I'm thinking of. A man does right does that which is right in his own eyes. It's it's also in different verses, yes, but it's literally people that just think you know whatever they want to do. Uh, you mentioned Asian people. There are hardly a week or two goes by without seeing a video on social media of a Jewish person somewhere in New York just getting you know cold Ran- caught randomly. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know there I've heard stories about how uh, women uh, do not want to get gas by themselves in places like Atlanta. They have their husbands get gas for them. I've even heard people say, I don't go get gas without a gun on me to protect myself in the event somebody comes up to robs me, uh, which we've seen. The question then becomes, should this guy have been out of of jail? Yeah. Because he had done this before. Yes. He didn't kill anybody. But he he kidnapped an attorney, you say? Yeah. He kidnapped an attorney, took him to uh, a gas station, I think, with an ATM, and fortunately, there was an armed officer mm-hmm. at that store, and the attorney hollered out, "Hey, I'm being abducted!" And well, yeah. this guy was taken let, into custody. Let me just say one other thing about this: uh, we are going to have to get back as a country, and I don't know if this is possible in blue states, but of strict law and order and harsh penalties mm-hmm. for crime. Yes, because. Almost all of these people that are doing these heinous crimes are out uh, and have been have a rap had a long a long rap sheet. Right. Yep. You're um, right. And and it's because of 
I, I don't know what it's because of exactly. Uh, a- Abraham Hamilton III, Abe could tell us because he's been he was in that profession as a district assistant district attorney. Mm-hmm. But uh, evidently, across the country, there's just a very lax attitudes toward cri- attitude toward crime on the behalf of the judges out there yeah. who are sent, you know, and they, but, but it's a result of a worldview that's been around now for 10 or 20 years. Another horrible incident, this one in Canada this weekend. Yes. 10 people died from uh, people stabbing Stab. them. And this was on a, uh, for the most part involved native Indians in Canada, Northern Saskatchewan province. And it's interesting in the story they managed to blame white people for those stabbing incidents. But it wasn't white people. No, it wasn't. But, it, you know, that because of colonialism, oh. Native Indians started to drink a lot, and that has caused the problems. I, I think what has happened, the violence has intensified Has people have given people an excuse saying, you're not to blame for the violent tendencies in your character, it's all because of something that happened 100 years ago or 75 years ago, and you're just manifesting an anger caused by somebody else. And, and so people are saying, okay, now I have a license to carry out violence. It's somebody else's fault. We're seeing this not just you know in, in violent crimes, but in, in, in stealing or mm-hmm. these incidents uh, you guys have been talking about in New York. There was another incident just a, f- a few weeks ago an Asian man is standing there in the street in New York, I think it was, and this guy just hit him, knocked him unconscious. Yeah. Does They don't know these people. They well, ju- they're just doing this kind of I've stuff. As I've said before, these big cities are out of control mm-hmm. with crime. And, yeah. I mean, and as you said, Ed, it's getting more brazen. Yeah. I, I think one of the big things here, and I mentioned this before, this is a this is a this is the fallout from the overreaction to the George Floyd. A lot of it is uh, uh, killing, or where he died at the hands of the police. Mm-hmm. And Derek Chauvin. Know, yeah. Derek Chauvin, and we all know what happened there. Derek Chauvin's been sentenced, and so there was a, a trial. And so there, the, but the the overreaction on the part of uh, a lot of Americans to the George Floyd death uh, led to the, the, the cry of social justice as it relates to uh, criminality and imprisonment. And so that you couple that with these uh, a lot of these district attorneys that are funded by George Soros and have got in positions of where they can let prisoners out and where they can not charge people for crimes as serious as, as it should be. Mm-hmm. It got so bad in New York recently where the, uh, the remember the, uh, well, there was an incident where uh, a man sucker punched a fellow and put him in a coma, I think. Yeah, yeah, this is the one you're talking about. Fell, yeah. I think. This is a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Well, the DA charged the guy with like a, what do you, what, what's a lesser crime? A misdemeanor mm-hmm. instead of a felony? You try, yeah. And the governor herself, a Democrat, a liberal Democrat, had stepped in and said it was a, I don't know if it was unprecedented, but the governor said, no, you are not letting him out. Mm -hmm. The DA was going to let him out. 
So, um, this is a, this is the, the the defund the police movement that came uh, forth uh, after the George Floyd uh, incident. Again, it was a it was a total uh, overreaction, and the left, the political left, seized that moment mm-hmm. to say, "Listen, uh, ra- police uh, the whole idea of policing is racist, <laughs> so we need to get rid of police." Now, ironically, a lot of these places that uh, defunded the police. I put that in quotes, maybe not completely and totally, but they cut the budgets back drastically for police departments. Mm-hmm. Now they're coming back saying, whoa, we got to go back to where we were because this is not working because in San Francisco, as another example, they, the liberal citizens of San Francisco tossed the uh, district attorney there because he was letting these criminals off, uh, these violent criminals back on the streets in the afternoon after they were arrested <laughs> in the morning, that kind of thing. So turnstile... Yeah, uh, justice. But um, I, again, I, I I say a lot of this goes back to the overreaction of the George Floyd uh, situation, no question, and, and the attacks on police. Yes. And now, now I, I think we may be on the front end mm-hmm. yeah. of of a massive violent crime wave in America. The reason I say that is, I don't know that we we're downstream enough yet to see the. Uh, ramifications of massive police retirements and resignations right. and moving to other parts of the country. Yes. I mean, those things, they can't replace the police officers. They have fast enough in play in the, again, I say the, in, in the big cities. And that word will spread amongst the criminal element. Not only will you not get prosecuted, not only in places like New York, you have zero bail, all this bail reform. So not only will we probably not get prosecuted, they're going to let us out after a couple of hours and guess what? They don't have enough cops for this neighborhood, that neighborhood, or and they're, or they're not showing up. Mm-hmm. No, you may have wind up having no-go police zones where cops will go, I'm not going there because I will be confronted with criminal elements. They and, do that now. And yeah. if I yeah. if I have to shoot someone, my life's over. Yeah, a lot, of the, well. a lot of the policing in the big cities, again, have now come down to um, going in the aftermath of the crime itself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because no preventative policing, preventative policing is considered racist today. There's no, uh, what do you call it? Stop and search. Stop and frisk. Yeah. So police in many of these places today can't do preventative policing where they go, Hmm, that guy shouldn't be hanging around here right now. What's he doing? He doesn't, that doesn't look good. Right. Uh, somebody calls in and said, Hey, there's some suspicious Mm -hmm. guys down there. Well, the, Cops drive down there and they go, well, they're black teenagers. Who's going to go talk to them? Right. Because I'm not. Yeah. Because my life, because all I got to do is get into a confrontation with them and my life's over. I have to believe even the black cops don't want to go. No, they don't. No. Why should we get all the, all the gangbangers? Why do we have to cover all that? That's more, that's more dangerous policing. We want to catch shoplifters at the, at the local uh, big box Mm -hmm. store too. We don't yeah. want to go into the dangerous right. uh, yeah. areas. Or work but, the city park during ball yeah. games. Right. You know, something right. like that. Yeah, the people that arguably lose the most in the whole defund the uh, police uh, movement are people in minority right. Uh, communities. No, that's right. If you've got a 40-year-old single mom trying to raise a couple of kids and she's working two jobs to make ends meet, she's not home all the time, she's worried about her kids' safety. Same thing with a grandmother that's raising her grandkids. There's there's kids out doing things in the street. She calls Listen, the cops, and they don't show up for two hours. It's human nature, too. Uh, you get um, strict, uh, enforced laws where they that that 
that that will serve as a deterrent. It's one of the deterrents right. where people go, uh, if I get caught doing this here, I'm going to go to prison for 10 years rather than they're not going to do anything to us. Right. Look, they're letting people out every day who commit serious crimes uh, because of the, quote, social justice movement. Well, look, in, uh, in I think, Manhattan in New York City, where the district attorney said, we're not going to, here, here's a list of crimes we're not going to prosecute. Yeah. Okay. So guess what? If you're part of the criminal element and you know they are not going to prosecute those crimes. Mm -hmm. We've all seen the videos of, you know, when California said or San Francisco said, um, well, we're not going to prosecute as a felony any theft in a store uh, under $980. And then the next right. thing you saw, you saw pe- people going into right. a CVS right. with a with a garbage bag, mm-hmm. right. and no one stops them. Yes, people so, were videotaping. Yeah, people were videotaping. And Tim, I hadn't thought about it, so thanks for scaring me uh, even more. But uh, when you said we may be on the front end, we, we th- this criminal this crime surge may not have bottomed out. It it may be we may be, may be on the front end of even worse crime. Well, I saw over the weekend um, a county in Maryland, which encompasses part of Baltimore. Uh, They instituted a curfew for 17 and under Mm -hmm. for like, I don't know if it's 30 days, midnight or whatever. Uh, And this is a Democrat controlled area, but they said uh, they provided the numbers of the, of the, uh, Teenagers mm-hmm. yeah. that had- the police were having to arrest, mm-hmm. and it was a staggering mm-hmm. number that the police were having. So you got these teenagers that are run, running wild, basically with no parental guidance at all, mm-hmm. and so it's left to the police to deal with them. Yep. And, uh, th- again, this was a Democrat-controlled uh, area. It was a Democrat, uh, I guess, county commissioner or mayor mm-hmm. who said no more. Uh, you, you, now— I want to see the uh, h- how you enforce that because if your parents don't care enough to have their 17-year-olds home by midnight anyway, right. how are you going to enforce a curfew? Uh, I don't. It, it remains yeah. to be seen. I'm just, but I'm just saying they're going to those kinds of measures. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. desperate. That's Prince George's County, which encompasses eastern Washington, D.C. and okay. the surrounding burbs. Maybe not, maybe not Baltimore, but parts it's, of Well, it's in that vicinity, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, Baltimore and D.C. are close to one another. The, yeah. uh, it looks like the person that made the announcement is uh, Angela also Brooks. Uh, she said, I'm just going to put it very bluntly. Somebody has got to take responsibility for these armed and dangerous children, and it's not just the police and it's not just the government. We have children who are out in our communities at 3 and 4 o'clock in the morning committing these crimes. No summer job or government program is going to help that. Well, bing, she just bingoed. I think she just launched a campaign for higher office. Right. Well, if and she is an African-American woman? Yes. Okay. Hey, you know, I, I will say this, too. Uh, crime isn't always, at, and very rarely, is at the top of the list of concerns for voters. But I do remember when Richard Nixon won in 1968, it was a fairly close election with Hubert Humphrey, crime was a huge concern. Uh, because of all that had happened, the riots and mm, things like yeah. that. Also, the Democratic Party being considered soft on crime. That label stuck with the Democrats for a full decade because of the 60s. 
So you could see crime, Tim, to your earlier point, start climbing up the uh, ladder of concerns for voters, Not maybe not in 2022, but maybe did, in 24. Did, did you know in deep blue state of New York, the Republican candidate for governor for the November election, if you believe the surveys, he's within four or five points of the Democrat. Yep. And of Hochul? Yes, and that the reason they're citing is people are scared and they're tired of the crime and uh, they're blaming the Democrats for it. We'll be back momentarily. AFA is no longer dependent on Facebook or YouTube to live stream our original programming. As of now, American Family Radio shows like Today's Issues, The Court, Airing the Addisons, and The Hamilton Corner are streaming live on the AFA streaming app. Independent live streaming is the next step as we come out from among them and separate ourselves unto the Lord. Search AFA Streaming or visit streaming.afa.net to sign up. And my father, your great-grandfather, fought in World War II. Really? He was a gunner on the big ship out in the Pacific Ocean. Wow. Your great-grandmother did her part, too. Was she on a ship? Oh, no. She stayed back home. She and a lot of her friends worked really hard in a factory because the men had gone off to war. And they held scrap metal drives to help in the war effort. The folks back home were heroes, too. Here at the American Family Association, we consider you the heroes back home. As you fulfill your responsibility of caring for your family day to day, your partnership with us is crucial as we fight the enemies of freedom in America. Thank you for your commitment to the American Family Association. Grandpa, what's a scrap metal drive? (laughs) Let's get some cookies and I'll tell you all about it. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes. Stand by for news and commentary next. Uh, my goal as a teacher is, is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash Starnes. Parents will no longer be allowed access to public libraries in Loudoun County, Virginia schools. Stacey Langton tells the Washington Examiner that one principal is barring parents after she checked out All Boys Aren't Blue, one of several books she says contains child pornography and pedophilia. Now, educators got rid of Dr. Seuss and Little House on the Prairie, replaced them with material that would make even sailors blush. Many of the books available for kids contain pornographic material. In several instances, parents were ordered to stop reading excerpts at school board meetings. They were told the material was inappropriate for adults. Now, I would love to be able to read excerpts to you on the radio, but FCC regulations prevent me from doing that. It's against the law. I could face thousands of dollars in fines. And yet... School leaders want to let our children be exposed to that sort of pornographic smut. I'm Todd Stearns. In Him, we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of Him, who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of His will. Ephesians 1.11 American Family Radio. 
This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. I'm Tim Wildman with Fred Jackson, Ed Battagliano, and Chris Woodward. Um, pardon me, I'm I'm having to gauge whether a sneeze will or won't will not happen. <laughs> that's next, not, that's not the, easy in the next fifty seconds yeah. on live radio. Because you here. do you, you especially. I'm yeah. the same way. We both have to. We do have to have advance warning because we're loud. I set off alarms. Yes, I've, right. I've told y'all before. Yeah. My wife Allison, you know, she when I occasionally do sneeze in public when we're around, especially at restaurants, she um, scolds me. <laughs> because she says uh your sneeze startles people yeah it scares what is that noise fred yeah that was, his phone my phone uh, he's okay. being scolded yes anyway but i don't know how you react to that scolding because i mean it didn't like you and then, like I go, you know what? Watch this. Yeah. Huh? You want to see people? Yeah. It's called involuntary. You want for a people? Reason. You want to see people stare at us? Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Here I go, honey. Here, watch right. me embarrass us. But anyway, uh, I'm, I'm guessing that some, the some people passed. are. Some people are. You ever heard these uh, little peep sneezers? Uh, what I call them. that's one of those yeah. Yeah. like that, yeah. Yeah. like that. Huh? I worry about them. I, they're going to blow you a mean gasket. <laughs> yeah. Something's coming loose yeah. with a sneeze like One that. One of my family members is like that, not my wife. But uh, I'm just, you go, you, you need to increase the volume. Go. You need to increase yeah. the volume of that sneeze. You're that is not healthy. <laughs> yes. Huh? You're internalizing the right. force yes, that's of what a I was sneeze. Saying. Yes. And it's going to go somewhere. It's going to go somewhere. <laughs> All right. Uh, we, we digress, which rarely happens here on this show, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Ed, you want to tell people how they can watch uh, today's issues? Yeah, there's uh, several ways you can watch us do this radio program, and really this applies to virtually all the talk shows on our network. You can go old school, and it's, that's okay. If you want to go old school, you want to go Facebook or YouTube, you just search for today's issues. Click through, and you can watch us do this radio program, or you could do what we recommend. And that is go to the state of the art and dare I say, hip AFA streaming platform. You want to watch some hipsters, some hipster doofuses? You can do that by going to streaming.afa.net. Streaming.afa.net, and you can watch us do this program. Uh, they're having the press conference now in Memphis. Uh, the police uh, authority, the chief there. Uh, identify, uh, confirming that it was the body of uh, a young lady, the mother, 34 yes, year Eliza old. Fletcher. Yeah, she was the one that they found. And, they, of course, they've very, arrest, arrested the very killer. Very sad. Good. Um, <clears throat> jogging. Out, just out jogging. You wonder how a, a man can single-handedly abduct a woman who's jogging and running. That that. Uh, admittedly, I've never given it much thought, but uh, I, it depends on the size of the yeah of the guy and how he how he, how yeah he, yeah. But I, I don't know what you kind know of, what I'm saying. Yeah, 
I mean, if, you know, the, I don't know. I've never given yeah, much thought. Yeah. And I I don't – I have watched police programs like Law & Order, but I do not watch anything that has to do with, like, women. I just can't watch that. Right. So I don't know how they do that. Right, right. Whether they All right. use a taser or something, I don't know. Well, uh, we're going to switch our attention now to politics. Of course, we have a uh, national election. No, not a national election. No. Let me revise my comments there. We have a uh, an election coming up in, a, what, two months from now, mm-hmm. uh, which we will then decide whether we're going to have a new House of Representatives majority or not, whether we will flip, like a lot of people think, from Democrat to Republican. And then we got a third of the Senate seats uh, are up, uh, so that will be a, uh, a big, uh, big deal, too. We'll find out whether the Republicans or Democrats have 50-50 right now in the Senate, whether that will change or not. And, uh, of course, you have the uh, specter of President Trump uh, announcing that he will run for office again. Uh, Sandy Rios joins us now, Director of Governmental Affairs for AFA. So she represents our ministry in Washington, D.C., in our nation's capital, and she's heard each morning on Sandy Rios in the morning from 7 to 8 o'clock Central Time right here on AFR. Good morning, Sandy. Good morning, Tim, and everybody else. <laughs> Thank you. How's, how's, how's your morning going so far? Oh, good. Well, I mean, it's busy. It's always busy. Tuesdays, I, do, I usually do a pre-tape on Tuesday. I just did a full interview with uh, Daniel Horowitz. has a new book out on uh, the, the, whole, the whole COVID fiasco. It's called The Fourth Reich. It's really fascinating. So I uh, just finished doing that, but that'll air on Friday. Uh, and uh, just working on tomorrow, I'm going to have uh, Senator Ron Johnson. I'm working on Senator Rick Scott. They're both under fire, as you probably know. Uh, Rick, uh, President Biden called out Ron Johnson in Milwaukee yesterday on Labor Day after he you know, said he didn't really mean what he said last Thursday night. He actually did mean what he said on Thursday night, so he, he uh, really what, what did he railed. say? What, what, for those who missed it, what did Biden say on Thursday night? Oh, Thursday night, he said that uh, the MAGA, we were the greatest threat to democracy, that we don't believe in law and order, that we believe in violence, uh, that we believe in chaos. Uh, basically, it was an incredible gauntlet thrown down, like a threat. Yeah. Uh, is, this the, is this the speech at Independence Hall in Philadelphia with, yes. the, with the blood red backdrop with the yes. two ominous looking Marines standing behind him? Yes. It's sort of a... a, a, a uh, a statement to America that uh, I will use the military if I have to. That's and that, that he, he was criticized for having the Marines. He's still being criticized. Well, Chad yeah. was interviewing people today about it. Well, the the Marines were standing behind Biden, and you know when President Trump was in the Department of Defense and everything, where it was saying, "Well, we can't use the military as political props." Right. Are these same people now? There are some on the left, a handful, right? Yes. That, that are criticizing Biden for you. CNN, one of the CNN reporters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sandy, that, I, what, what do you think? I mean, that that backdrop, I'm going to get your take on this. That back backdrop, it looked like a scene out of The Omen or something, <laughs> you know, about the rise of the Antichrist. I mean, well, I, we're talking about the speech Biden gave for those who missed it. The black, the backdrop just was the physical backdrop we're right. talking about was blood red. It had like red with, lighting with yeah. two Marines in the background. That and it was dark, like, and it was dark and ominous looking. And uh, anyway, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it just it seemed it. 
I don't know who came up with that. I mean, that wasn't haphazard. Someone thought that was a good idea. But what's what's your take? What what's the message? The speech was bad enough, but what he said. What do you make of the backdrop? Well, I guess I would say this, Ed. I think it's time for us to take what's happening seriously. Uh, President Biden is surrounded by Marxists. Some are in the White House, some are not in the White House. Uh, There are a lot of people in this country known as red diaper babies, and that means that their parents were committed communists, and they grew up in homes like that. Barack Obama was one of those. Valerie Jarrett was one of those. I could could list a, a whole bunch of them. They are serious as Hades into transforming this into a Marxist state in some form or fashion. Uh, so that imagery is not an accident. It's if you look back, m- there people have actually been doing this, you know, in the last few days, pulling out uh, graphics of other dictators who railed against their people with a red backdrop. And there's one of Hitler, and he and uh, uh, Biden have their hands in the very same position. They're both of their hands held up with a rage on their face with a red backdrop. It's uh, it's our presidents, if you will recall have usually sat at their desk in the Oval Office mm-hmm. when they're trying with their blue suit and their red tie uh, to talk to the American people, look at their eyes in the camera and try to bring unity or deliver some tough message. Uh, I don't know. We when we Sometimes they'll be at the White House uh, delivering a, a address to the nation in that big archway. But when have we ever seen, you know, a president appear with this blood-red backdrop and use the military with their weapons standing behind him. It's it's really ominous. And just a couple of observations about that. You uh, CNN, actually, during the speech, altered the color mm-hmm. and turned it to sort of a pink. Made it pink, and then, yeah. And if you go to whitehouse.gov and you see the version that the White House is portraying, which I did, um, they've actually, you can't see the Marines. The Marines are blocked out. And you can see more prominently they've brought out the American flag. So I'm not even sure if the red is still there on the White House version. I can't remember. It's been a couple of days since I looked at it. Uh, But um, there are efforts, of course, to tone it down. But if you think they meant to tone down the message, you just have to look at Biden's uh, tweet uh, over the weekend, repeating the same thing, that the MAGA Trump supporters are, you know, a a threat to democracy, that they want violence. Same thing. Uh, and yesterday in Milwaukee, which is how we got into this conversation, he said basically the same thing again and called out Ron Johnson because Ron Johnson has been a person who has defended people who were victims on January the 6th. Uh, he also wants to get to the the bottom of what happened, if there was incitement, if there were uh, military or police factions within, you know, inciting the violence, which we now believe that's the truth. Uh, Ron Johnson's been on the cutting edge of doing that, unlike any other senator in the, who sits in the Senate. Plus, Ron Johnson has been all over the election integrity situation. So uh, so um, Joe Biden called him out yesterday, and I'm going to have him on tomorrow uh, to talk about all those things. But um, the bottom line is they are very serious about being a totalitarian government. They're very serious about controlling our lives. We've seen that through covid We've seen that through the transgender issue. I just, this is a different country, but I just saw just as we were getting ready to go on, a teacher in Ireland has been arrested because he refuses to use the same pronouns. Now, I don't know if anyone's been jailed for doing that here, but we all all know that teachers are losing their positions 
if they don't toe the party line. There is a there is a narrative that you must embrace, and that's exactly what totalitarians yeah. believe. You, you know, have to believe what they believe, or you are the other. You must be punished, separated, unable to f- support your it, families, and many times jailed, and then often killed in the end. You know, and that's where we are. Yeah, sometimes you just wonder. Uh, you know, we, when you hear things that are political speeches, for example, and you go, "What am I supposed to do with this information?" <laughs> and with Biden's speech on. Last was it Friday or Thursday? Thursday. Thursday. Thursday that Sandy's been talking about here, which he he spends his time of his speech talking about the MAGA Republicans and how wicked they are and how in his eyes and how what a threat to democracy and they're advocating for violence. And number one, I'm going. You're talking about half the country basically who voted for President Trump they, uh, last time around to make America right. great. That's what MAGA means. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make, uh, make America great, great again. again. So, you're, what do you hope to accomplish? What is your bottom line? What again? What do you want people to do with this information? And I'm thinking to myself, your this is classic. There's a couple of things. Number one, uh, you're trying to on the, on the lesser crime here. I would say is you're trying to deflect from your own political failures. In other yes. words, the economy is doing poorly, mm-hmm. and uh, and so uh, the people are flooding over our southern border by the millions. We don't know who they are, where they're going illegally. I mean, there's so many things on the international front that we could talk about that are failures of the Biden administration, which is why his polling is under 40% in some cases. So you go, well, uh, and this is it's not human nature we say well don't look at me look at that person what do you you know that person so it's deflection that's the lesser but the more serious problem here is he is attempting to uh in a way dehumanize people yes who who who, who voted uh for president trump yes and so what does that lead to well but that leads to well, I think Sandy, you've you've touched on this. I touched on a lot of it too, yeah, Fred, in yes. the last minute or so. Too. <laughs> it is but not we're, we're used to political rhetoric, right? You know, people sure, back and forth. Republicans, Democrats have been going been at doing each doing other for years. For years. Yeah. Sandy, you know, the problem is it, it's it's getting beyond rhetoric. Uh, there was one of the January six rioters the other day was sentenced to ten years in prison 10 years for assaulting a police you don't officer. get that for carjacking they've already been no. in prison for yeah. a year and a half 10 years and then we have the raid on mar-a-lago they took thirteen thousand documents including the president's medical records things that had nothing to do with particularly his time in the oval office his tax information so people are starting to see this. This goes belong, uh, beyond the usual rhetoric back and forth during election campaign. We're now to start to talk about using the Justice Department to basically punish and go after your political enemies. And, and, and um, I've said it before, Sandy, you have a media that is helping this Justice Department, this administration to carry out their deeds. That's the scary part here. 
You know, I actually have a question for you, Fred, because this was a mystery. Everything you said is true. The mystery to me is like last Thursday night, all the networks, none of the networks, I should say it that way, covered the speech. They said kind of their their line. They watched, they read either read the text or they got to preview it before it happened. I'm not sure. I think it must have been the text. They said it was too political. Now that seems very curious to me because we all yeah. know that the networks are very political and they don't really care about that kind of stuff. So I, I honestly, I'm flummoxed. Like I, am I'll I tell to you believe? why. We don't have to wait on Fred's answer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sandy, okay. I'll tell you why. Because uh, to run any kind of Biden speech live is very risky. If you, if you're, if you're going to be his defender, if you agree with him politically uh, as a secular hardcore progressive, as they call themselves, that would be Biden's uh, politics. You know how easily he messes up speeches and makes faux pas, and there is no need to put 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 your to air that live. Uh, secondly, it's not a moneymaker; it's a loser. Okay, Fox is going to carry it on their news channel, probably MSNBC, CNN. So it's going to be carried on the cable news channels. So I I, I would say rarely do uh, ABC, CBS, NBC like we used to have in the old days, carry uh, speeches by presidents anymore live, especially in prime time when they got their shows on, they're making money off their advertisers. They're not going to interrupt for an hour of a political speech, in, especially by a guy like Biden. So it, in part, it was to protect him from, uh, you know, a, a casualty, if you will, of a poor political speech, which I think was wise by the networks. If you agree with him ideologically and politically, you want to say, we don't want to put that guy out there in front of the nation. This could cause them to lose even more supporters. So that's the reasons, uh, Fred, uh, if I didn't cover anything that you think of, you go right ahead. Sandy, ask you first, but I. Uh, <laughs> go, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, wait a minute. No, it's okay. I'm not. I, I can handle. I'm a big boy. Go ahead, no, Fred. I, I think that's part of it. I, I think the the liberal left wing media is starting to get worried about getting any credence to what this man says, because they also know the American people are getting worried about this guy. Because of these stories that are starting to come out about people being thrown in prison for 10 years for assaulting a police officer, and you and it's a pretty loose definition of assault. Are you right. talking about the Capitol? I'm January talking about 6th January. Situation? I'm talking about January 6th. But also the raid on Merrill Largo. This has never been done before. This. Yeah, but you know, with those records, and again, I'm going to play Ed the Liberal here. <laughs> Why, I, a, why am I the liberal? Well, no, well, you just yeah. every I, once in a while you'll throw I, out a, a a liberal idea that I mean to yes. to explain I'm, why they do what they do. I'm just, okay? I'm just teasing. Uh, I, do, I do do with, that with those with those boxes that the FBI got at the mm -hmm. Mar Mar raid on Mar Largo. Mm -hmm. I don't think they sat down in like an Indian position, going through the files. Oh going, no, going. Listen, this is a medical record. This is a top secret record. This is a. So I think they just seized all these boxes, and again, I sound like I'm defending them, but I'm saying when you seize all these boxes you, and you don't have time to go through them one by one by one by one, you're going to come up with some stuff you shouldn't have, like like a privileged attorney uh, or like medical records or like right. dirt on Macron or whatever. But they should have given them back right away. 
Okay, well, that's fair. Yeah. I'm just saying when you get boxes, you don't know what's in there exactly, you, except what you're looking for. In order to go get what you're looking for, you have to go through them one by one by one. You see what I'm saying right. here? Yeah. Right. So, but, uh, Tim, the, the yeah. counter to that would be you saw the famous picture last week where they posted – Oh, they had laid out these files and mm-hmm. strewn them on the carpet there and t- taken pictures. So they who did that? They, the FBI. The, the FBI did that and then released it to the public via yes, exactly Instagram so. or something. Yeah, that yeah. Was and, it was like those, a frame time cover. And the yeah. medical records were like thirty years worth of medical records. So I, I would yeah. imagine that that file was marked. I would imagine. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I'm with you. I, there, there's some logic to what you say, but I, I don't think that there. Uh, it's probably quite that clean i would imagine that they look they really I, I don't have any doubt we we yeah. all we well documented we talked about it ad nauseum it's public record the justice department and the fbi they're out to get trump <laughs> i mean come right. on and they have been for years Mueller investigation russia 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 all this stuff we talked about ad nauseum i agree with i agree with the motivation there but i also i'm, I'm waiting to see because i don't like the idea President Trump giving these people ammo. If he indeed took a bunch of stuff that he shouldn't have been in possession of, that was foolish. Hmm. Okay, I'm waiting to see, but I'm saying he gave the. If he did that, somebody uh, gave them the ammo they needed to take him out politically for the next election. Uh, does anybody else think like this, or am I the only one? Well, to prove your point, uh, I think this is going to be a roundabout explanation. Sandy, I believe it was Hans von Spakovsky that you were talking to. It might have been Jay Christian Adams, but it was in the days immediately following the raid. And Hans von Spakovsky made the point that, look, because these are taxpayer-funded agents, the people have a right to know what they took and why. It's now been a couple of weeks. It's going to be several days before the whole special master thing even get sorted out. And that's a big deal that, that works in President Trump's favor. Yes. So at this point, it does look like they are on some sort of wild goose chase. Otherwise, Garland would have said something more than he did in that bizarre press conference that didn't involve any questions from the press. The other thing you have to factor in is this thing. What makes something top secret? Well, right, it is right. the chief executive officer who determines that. Right. And at if any point he says it's not top secret, it can be released to the public, he has that power. And uh, he says, and his people, uh, well, I can't even think of names, but Cash Patel is saying the same thing, that he, those, those were declassified, by, even if they're still labeled. It, the, the statute doesn't say right. then it has to be changed by hand, every one of those. Whatever the president determines is uh, top secret during his tenure is top secret. So, so you can and just... is not when it isn't, if he says it isn't. So we, what, they, what we think they're after, Tim, uh, you probably have heard this, is that he has a lot of information on Crossfire Hurricane, that whole uh, issue uh, where Clinton and uh, the FBI and Mueller and Comey and all of them, uh, a lot of stuff we don't even know still. I know lots of people tried to get him to declassify that, uh, to just put it out in the public before he left. And for whatever reason, somebody behind the scenes, maybe it was Jared Kushner, Mr. Transhumanist, uh, talked him out of it. But um, he says that we think that that's what he has, and that's why they're so desperate to get a hold of it. They want to stop the stuff in there that would be more damaging to them. But there's one last thing, point I want to make, because I think it's important. People are saying, people that I trust, and this makes sense to me, that what Biden is trying to do, and the people behind the curtain who love that red stuff behind him, uh, are trying to incite violence. 
they would love nothing more than for Trump supporters, because right. they're not just after Trump, Tim, they're after you. Right. They're after Oh, me. yeah, that's why he said MAGA Republican. Yes. That's why yes. you know, the whole yeah. movement uh, is, is a... So if Trump dro- dropped dead tomorrow, they'd still be after us, just yes. to be clear. Well, and next yes. they're coming after DeSantis. Yeah. Exactly. There, there's, yeah. Also, but, there's also the growing distrust of the Justice Department, and even you have some of the liberal media, the contradiction between how they're treating Trump and Hunter Biden. Oh, yeah. If this, so, I heard the questions, why haven't they raided Hunter Biden's place? Somebody got to the laptop accidentally. Well, you read about that story over the weekend. I don't, we don't have time to cover this. The, the guy who was uh, retired last week, T- Tebow, not yeah, yes. not not yeah, uh, Tebow. not the quarterback. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, but the FBI agent mm-hmm. that resigned mm-hmm. abruptly last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, this Bobolinsky was that his name? Yes. The guy who was a business partner. I've been listening mm-hmm. to Sandy Rios. I know these things. The guy, the guy, the guy who was the business partner with with Hunter Biden, who came forward a couple weeks before the election and was on uh, with either Hannity, I think, remember, and talked about who the big guy was and all the money that they oh, yeah. made, yeah. Yes. and uh, all the dealings that were opened up because of Tony uh, Tony Bobolinsky because of Hunter Biden's uh, dad being the vice president of the United States. All these documented visits of Hunter Biden's business associates coming to the White House that are on record. All that was uh, known, and and so uh, you got that's a lot to protect. Yes. Yes, and T-Bolt has actually tried to put it in the system so that it could be hidden and never, never that, brought forward again. And that includes the testimony of Tony Bobolinsky, the full yes. bit of it before them. Yes. So, so you wonder why yeah. the Hunter Biden laptop story went away? According to these stories, now I'm not, yeah. you know, I'm just repeating what I read about trusted whistleblowers. Whistleblowers. Yeah. That this agent that retired a couple of weeks ago abruptly, who was high up in the FBI office in Washington, D.C., he squelched the whole thing. Yes. Yeah. Bottom line, we have to vote, and we've got to make sure that uh, we, we volunteer, or uh, not volunteer, but sign up as a poll worker, uh, get out there and work while we still can. This may yeah. be the last free election, yeah. if indeed we even have one this time. This time, so Sandy's our Caleb correspondent. <laughs> positive, <laughs> positive, and encouraging. No, uh, truth, yeah, uh, truth sets you free. Thank you, Sandy. Yeah, yes, Thank you're you. welcome. All right, Tim. We'll talk be, to you guys. Bye. Right. We'll be back in five minutes, everybody. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.